Everyone, welcome back to Lake City Variety Episode 7, I think we're on. That's right. The intro at the beginning, just like you've always wanted. Wow. It's it's real. I've never wanted that. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host. Never call me illustrious, please. Paul almost said your last name. Yeah. Which would have been a mistake. Would have been, but that's okay. Uh, that's right. It's me, the not-so-professional photographer. Uh, I am joined by my disgusting cohort, Elliot. Hey, that's not fair. I've only spilled every single time I've been at your house. Every single time you've been at you've a fruit cup. Every it's always a fruit cup. Hey, if they aren't meant to be spilled, why are they so slippery? Answer me that. It's kind of a great. Riddle me that, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should just change your thing in the uh, in the dis- episode descriptions, not the episode, the show description from um, uh, the not archaeologist to just mix spills, just spills, just spills, just spills. I'd be really good at like testing out. Um, you know how there's like those anti-spill bottles for for infants. Yeah, I could I could be easily paid to do that, and I think I could be the best at it. At spilling, just just yeah. Spilling? I mean, honestly, I if feel you like look at the couch here, I you all of the stains on this couch for every single episode. You're a cut are above you? the regular person, though. Like, I feel like if you would like, because you like in the like, way sit that down in a blank room, like with, a grandma could accidentally open a song in Microsoft Works. Exactly, you can spill. You would spill out of a, like a, a sealed container, like glass, where it's been melted into a, a sphere. Where there's no hole in any way, shape, or form, you would spill whatever's inside. We of could it. take yeah, a man. gallon it's, freezer it's a Ziploc bag, fill it with water, freeze it, and then you find a way to spill. You find it. a way to spill it. Yep. Not only spill it, not just spill it, get it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I have a talent, and it's the, the fact that I've been doing it this long for free is absolutely egregious. Like people should good word people should be you, you should get hired by a bounty this. or brawny or whatever those whatever paper towel i'm creating business for those companies <laughs> they need to start they need to start paying me for that i need to be seeing dollar bills in the bank account so what if you would test so you're testing the sippy cups right yeah and, and the then paper you're testing bounty at the same time okay hashtag we want to be sponsored thank you yeah, thank you bounty for sponsoring this you're not sponsoring us <laughs> Soon Although we would love it if you sponsored us, Bounty Chocolate Candy Bars. We would love it if the Bounty Chocolate <laughs> Company <laughs> would sponsor us. Bounty's owned by a chocolate bar company? Bounty's owned by Jeff Bezos. No, it's not. I don't even... I think it... What is it? Right. SC Johnson, a family company. So they're Are owned by a soap company? Right right I mean, I'm currently doing research. We can move on to Yeah, this else. is a 100% research show. Uh, uh, anyway, introducing... The third member of the show is it's Levi. That's right. Soon to be Elliot. It's I'm still Levi. auditioning for the role. Still auditioning for the Never role. Gonna get it. We've had six or seven people come in this last week, Levi. I think to uh, audition for Elliot. I know this is my eighth callback. So they, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. been rough so far. Yeah. Hey, um, until you can learn how to spill an entire frozen <laughs> one-gallon bag of water. You're not going to be good enough, and that's all I've got to say about that. 
So this one's for you, Elliot. Once you get fired and replaced by me, you can move on to working for Procter and Gamble. Oh, that's who owns it. So not S.C. Johnson. With Bounty. Uh, d- okay. Does S.C. Johnson own one of the other ones? Uh, what? Like? Like Brawny or... What the heck is Brawny? It's the one with the lumberjack smothering an owl underneath his arm. Brawny. Uh, yes. Paper you know, towels? Lumberjacks. Yeah. yeah Georgia lumberjack. Pacific. Notoriously clean oh, okay. people. The film company, Georgia Pacific. <laughs> yeah, you see them at the end of every Marvel movie. They have yep. the peach and everything. They're a film company? No. No. Because a lot of Marvel movies are apparently filmed in Georgia for some reason. Georgia. Georgia so it's like Pacific. a Georgia tourism board they've advertisement. Got the, they've got like the lowest tax rate for Oh, yeah, for like filming or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I That's see. Why, like, a lot okay. of TV shows are also so. made. Yeah, all the TV shows that Georgia? are based in Vancouver, not actually filmed in Vancouver. No. Also, Canada's supposed to be pretty cheap for filming, that, but not they, but not for production. So it's like it's really weird in that you can like film for no money, but if you you have mm-hmm. to like outsource to edit. I'm pretty sure but they filmed Psych in Canada. That and if you're filmed in Canada, you count as a Canadian show, and yep. so you can be shown by. By the Canadian, by the Canadian government, because seventy-five yeah. percent of media has to be Canadian. Yep. Yeah, which is kind of cool. That's a good way of getting like your primetime show in Canada for like tech kind of free. I feel like we've said a lot. Although, of you, if it is filmed in Canada, they have to do a land acknowledgement. We've had to do a lot. We've had to say a lot of positive things about Canada. I think we need. I think it's, I think it's to some, balance it out. Hey, Canada! Remember when you were on fire? And it was a problem for everyone. Still is. Still is on fire. Oh, wow. How long has it been? What? Five weeks? Six weeks? You going to figure that out anytime soon? At all? Come on. To be fair, America is also very much on fire. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. We don't talk and about that. In the greatest drought of all time. Oh, that's rough. Uh, my, my cousin from Colorado sent me uh, a, a, a screenshot of the weather forecast and it just said smoke you with a little bit of sun oh which well. <laughs> i thought he edited he was like no that's just our forecast is smoky with sun hasn't that the hasn't that been the way colorado has been for like the last what is it now like like eight years eight years yeah whatever it is smoky with a little bit of sun smoky with a little bit of sun just that's recreational right. of course First recreational, recreational, smoky. recreationally smoky dude vape nation y'all <laughs> With less than recreational smoking. Yeah. I can't believe crack cocaine is not yet legal in the state of Colorado. Isn't this America? But it is, <laughs> isn't it legal in, uh, is it Washington or Oregon? It's Oregon because it's every, every drug was decriminalized. That's, uh, that's so not like the same thing. As it's not being, le- it's not legal. legal. Right. You just will no longer get in trouble local government wise or state government wise with it, but you can still get pounded with it federally. Yep. All right. Yeah, but That's like, like the state trooper will no longer just throw you in jail for having cocaine. You're not allowed to really have cocaine, so they just confiscate it. I think. Yeah, I think they just confiscate it, and that's it. All right, because they can't give you a ticket because it's not a crime anymore. This is our cocaine now, boys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. Just a bunch of state troopers in the back of their SUV. Just <laughs> so cocaine yeah. is not a crime, but they take it. Petty misdemeanors. Is jail forever. Life are. Life, life in prison. Not crimes, but they fine you for them. Yes. Jaywalking. It's the reverse. Littering. Yeah. I think that... You got to speak into the mic. I think that, um, <laughs> like, I think just holding or just, like, having it on your person is, like, 
one of the smaller crimes but if you're like actively distributing it and like it's your job yeah if you're selling then that's you gotta that's a that's yeah. a big no-no yeah. wait for what they're gonna for drugs los yeah. drugs that's still a big no no. Yeah, you you still can't like sell what? it. You can't sell okay. it because like, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like your job, then it's you can't do like distribution of narcotics and just be fine. It, that's not how it works. Yeah. Where like the only thing that could happen to you is you just lose all your product. Right. It's like no, there is like jail time. Yeah. But it's not like it's not like if you're selling drugs as a job. Yeah. Then maybe just don't do that. Right. Don't do that. As a job. Wow, what a transition he's trying to force onto the show. Wait a second. <laughs> I feel completely like the rug's being pulled off from you've, me right now. You've been entirely bamboozled into this whole time. Transitioning has it been your job to it's transition? It's his job to transition got that for us. right, Bubbo. What else has been your job, Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a <laughs> that will bring us right into the topic for the day. That's just the um, best transition right. I've ever heard. So if y'all haven't been able to pick up on the foreshadowing, uh, some of it has been How more about the five-shadowing? Or the five-shadowing. Really, either uh, any of the number shadows, um, except for eight-shadowing. Except for so, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, the, the Black Sonic. Yeah, not that one. Uh, so our topic for the day is uh, jobs. We're going to talk about all the... Um, old jobs that we had, um, just kind of like wild or random stories about it. Because we've had a lot of jobs. We'll also yeah. tell you how to maybe possibly get a job, what to put on your resume, what has gotten us our many jobs, and why That's we're right. too overqualified yet underqualified for any real job. Yeah, we, we're doing something productive today. So make sure you get out those notebooks. and um, Because you know what? This, this is our job. Our job. Our job. We get $5 a month each. Wait, does someone... Oh, each. That's right. Each. Each. That's it. I mean, that's not it, but it's good. It's nice. I mean, it pays for... A coffee. Large man of coffee. It got us a Subway. 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 Still haven't seen the sandwich. I gave you the money so you could go buy the sandwich. That was your paycheck. Levi, you've got sandwich money. You have have sandwich money. Sandwich? No, I have not. You could get a six because of inflation. Sandwiches are not worth five. You mean that? You mean that six percent inflation rate that we've had in the past how many months that makes it so? Exactly. If you got a raise from like thirteen to fourteen dollars an hour anytime before this, uh, that raise is basically negated by any inflation, and so it feels like you haven't gotten a raise at all because everything is technically the same price as it was before. Exactly. Ooh, that and that'd be really rough, wouldn't it? The five dollar foot long released over a decade ago that is slowly no 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 because it's, of inflation it's, no, as well they, they definitely, not it's definitely worth five dollars it's, it's not definitely five dollars it's five dollars not five it's five dollars it's a five dollar foot long it is not a listen $5 that pedophile long. told $5 me $5 i could spend five dollars <laughs> on a meatball sub which is technically six hamburgers rolled into balls on a single bun and he told me i too could lose a hundred pounds and go down what is it 10 pant sizes and diddle children. No, nope. so I don't think he said that. that the part. diddle children don't do that. I mean, don't do that last part. But he said you could do it, not with his words so much, but with his actions. That mm, actions do speak louder than words, and especially in your interviews. Was really bad at his job. Yeah, he was real bad at his job. Exactly. Actually, he was really good at it because he got a lot of kids to eat Subway. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Have you guys not seen uh, the? The movie, the, the movie after Super Size Me, the second one, Super Size Me 2, the chicken one, 
where he just no. talks about like the chicken no. industry and like that kind of stuff. He talks about Subway Jared okay. in a little bit, and there's like they do like you know Jared would go around. He was also a motivational speaker that just worked for Subway, and so he'd go around to schools and stuff. And so all these kids would now stop like going to McDonald's and just all eat Subway. So technically, he I would say the appeal. He was too good at his job. Three dollar Big Macs are great. <sighs> The beef at that McDonald's just isn't good anymore. Are you kidding? It me? has a tang to it, a weird tang. Tangy beef. I'm so bought into McDonald's. Listen, I like the beef. I like the artificially beef flavored fries. Those are great. But the beef there, it just is. It's not beef. There's no way it's beef. It, that's not the point. I, the, the chicken's good though. That's why I like. I go there for the chicken. Okay, that's fair enough. I like two McChickens, twenty nuggets. Chicken. That's my day. That's just you know that and have a tall that, sprite. Have you had that new chicken sandwich? This, uh, yeah, the deluxe. Or the, not the cri- I used to get the buttermilk crispy chicken, but then they phased that out for the the four of whatever they got there that's trying to compete with Chick-fil-A. We'll mm, never be as yep. good as Chick-fil-A. But, I mean... It's pretty comparable. It's, it's, it's okay. It's not, Are you kidding it's me? not comparable. Can you feel the, the fact the that I have to... Christ Listen, McDonald's is that God's chicken, chicken? That's godless chicken. Look, if and I pay, pay for it, it's God's chicken, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke for all you out there uh, all of your coworkers that you've maybe asked to listen to this that technically haven't yet even though they may have said yeah i followed you guys and then just didn't shout out to dan if who's you're listening right now who said he would listen and then what did he do i don't know he said he downloaded um i hung out with him a little bit this last weekend he said he downloaded the first episode uh, and then started listening to it, but then he just he he kind of said it weird. But he was just like, "Oh, uh, then I got busy." Then I got busy. You right. just come on, dude. We're adults. We can handle your criticism. Right. <laughs> it's true. We can. It's our job to handle <laughs> criticism <laughs> like that. <laughs> anyway, we're that's gonna- God's criticism. Uh-huh. If I take it. Uh, don't nope just hey remember how false prophets were stoned (laughs) i got some rocks for you buddy all right we're gonna start off with uh the the eldest of the crew Uh, yeah you're looking at me yeah levi excellente um we're talking about old jobs yeah like you know if you can remember all the jobs you worked or like in high school let's start with in high school did you work anywhere in high school I worked a few places in high school. So there's one. Well, did I even work at a few? I think I only worked, aside from summer camp, I worked at one other place in high school. Oh, I babysat. Uh-huh. Um, he sat on babies, everyone, for exactly. money. Exactly. Um, it was one of my, I think, mom's friend's neighbors. Well, like, one of my mom's friends who lived, like, a block and a half from us. So I'd walk over and I would... Um, babysit for like a five and a seven year old um, and they were really great kids uh, both boys and we would just I don't know I just played like with them in the basement I'd play with them like in the in the basement you played with them in the well because they had all their toys in the basement okay. I, I realize the phrasing there makes me a little uncomfortable now yeah, so makes you not okay it makes me n- I'm not Jared okay <laughs> I'm, I'm not Jared um we play like Minecraft and stuff. Um, oh, nice! Having land. They always want to, you know, like what kids do. Like, 
they're like it i'm like all right so it's time to go to bed you know it's like seven or whatever and they're like oh let's just do one more thing and i'm like all right let's do one more thing but that's it and you know then they do the one more thing and then they're like oh let's do one more thing and then i'm like nope i said that was one more thing i keep to my word yeah. it's time for bed so they go get ready for bed and then we read stories and they'd be like just one more story and i'd be like all right whatever one more story they're like and just one more story Two thirty in the morning well you'd probably get to you know like bedtime benefits me because then i just sit and watch tv for an hour and a half before the parents come home yeah exactly so i'm on that time so i'm cutting into my own personal time so i'm like all right let's let's go let's go let's go and so usually i'd cut about 20 minutes into my 20 30 minutes into my like just alone time in the house um going through i just watch youtube basically what did you just say just going through their stuff just going through their stuff you know um stealing everything yeah. Um, <laughs> they liked photography. They had cameras all over the house, like old cameras. They had cameras all over the house. Exactly. They probably also watched me the whole time through them. Um, the film and that was good. cameras. <laughs> the film cameras. Exactly. Yeah. So that was probably my most consistent job. Okay. Yeah. The other one I had that I would do pretty occasionally as like a junior, I think, maybe a senior. Um, is I would do dishes at a wedding venue. Oh, nice. Um, That's going to so be a good gig because you can probably get some neato mm-hmm. tips on that, right? Well, I, I, I just worked in the kitchen and I did dishes, so I only was on payroll. I never got tips for it. Oh, that's a big rip, dude. Um, that sucks. So it was like this business catered a wedding venue. So I was kind of working for this restaurant, but not really. And so... I'd do dishes and it was, you know, it was fine. It was just like four hours of work or whatever. Get a little money, spend it on McDonald's. Because um, once open lunch happens, you kind of leave school as much as you possibly can. Um, you guys had open lunch? Like we did. available for all students? Uh, just juniors and seniors. Dude, you had to be a member of National Honor Society to be able to leave school for Dang. lunch. We were trusted. Which, which was me. Oh, I'm not saying we weren't trusted. I'm just saying, the you know, they had higher standards for if you wanted to do things. It's not like they didn't trust. Because, like, I asked the teacher why they did that one time. It's like, why can't you just let seniors go wherever they want and then come back? And she's like, well, because we, we want it to be a reward that people earn. It's like, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, it is. But, but also, I mean, the amount of times I would go for open lunch when I was in National Honor Society and then just not come back mm. was more than zero. I would always come back. Like if that I had, it, I never had free, like study hall or free periods, but I'd have classes where I just didn't have anything to do, and I knew I wouldn't have anything to do, so I'd be like, "Yep, skipping that one." However, there was this one time, I don't know what it was, but it was in that era of schools always getting bomb threats, oh, and yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> like I was a senior, very used to never being in school for lunch. Like yep. it was like a once a month occurrence. Yep. And we just got, it was like the last straw of all the teachers. So they closed down open lunch, had all these juniors and seniors in the cafeteria. And so someone started bringing like 24 packs of pop and selling them to yeah, everybody. Yeah, you could just make bank. And so he was making bank like Monday to Thursday and then was told to stop. Yeah. But you can, you can get really doing for like selling anything in school. Not just drugs. If you sell anything, because I sold candy. I think we talked about that in episode I four so. with Andy. Um, was that four? Yeah, because it's seven. I don't remember. Um, 
because three was the camp episode. So four was Andy. Camp, camp, camp. Um, yeah. So I got I sold candy, and I got doinked real hard by the uh, by the principal. Um, he uh, he cracked down on that right away because my friend sold pop, mm-hmm. and now he's a drug dealer. But that's besides the point. Uh, but he sold pop, and I sold candy, and like we just had a grip on our seventh and eighth grade classrooms just just cleaning out everyone's wallet yeah it was a good time anyway so i mean it's local business yeah support your local businesses everyone support your local <laughs> local support your local 12 year old candy slinging salesman they need to pay rent too yeah they do they need to pay rent Goodbye. bye have fun Thanks for coming. That's right. Someone else left the house. Yeah. Not you. The you f- didn't fourth, leave. Our fourth co-host left the house. <laughs> and it was not Carly. Um, hey, Carly, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Just come here. We're talking about jobs. What's the What's the job title you had for... That I, that I told you to put down for your farm job? Associated cat cow manager? What was it? I, th- I think it was... Uh, she like managed the cows. Chief, operation, <laughs> chief operations officer. That's a great... For Secrets and Dairy, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I managed the yeah. cows. How's that worked out for you now? <laughs> I have a job. Yeah? Is it managing cows? Whoa! Nope. It's at a bank. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. How, how many jobs have you had now? That's a metaphor if I've ever heard one. This is my Wait, what kind of metaphor? Job. That's straight up. Four jobs? Holy cow. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, everyone, this is uh, my wife, Carly. She's joining us for the first and probably last time. Good job, And Carly. she's got. she ran away. <laughs> and that's a bit. That was a bit. That was a good... Oh, shoot. I think I just lost my... I can't hear yeah, you. Yeah, I definitely can't. Anymore. I definitely can't hear you in my. Oh, there. Ah, oh. it's, it's just this thing. All right, we're back. Sorry, everyone. We just lost left ear for everyone. That's right. Three point five millimeter audio jacks are very interesting sometimes. Especially when you have, um, sometimes not the most expensive cables in the world. Um, that meaning, Levi's using a gamer headset. I am a gamer. And Elliot just his like standard JBL in ear monitors. Yep. Yeah. I use these to go running. They've lasted me coming up on about a year now. Hey, that's pretty easily good for in ear monitors. Easily that's my true. favorite pair of headphones I've ever bought. Um I've lost them a countless amount of times, but they always come back. How many so times have they gone through the wash? At least twice for sure. Twice for certain? What? Yeah. I've had survive. my like the Apple ones that come like boxed in with your old iPod yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, th- I've had those just go through the wash so many times, um, and f- my ears are shaped weird. And if I have to have in-ear monitors, I'm just going to call them that because I'm a audiophile. No, not really, because I watch one dude on YouTube who's pretty funny. Does that mean that you diddle audio equipment? No, it just okay. <laughs> no, I think this is all right. We're going to cut that problem. out. This <laughs> might be the, this might be the first thing ever cut out. <laughs> You're gonna hear. I'm gonna leave it empty space because I have empty space on this recording, and then I'm just gonna leave that empty, and then it's gonna be like, well, that was the first thing cut out, and that's that, it. That, or you'll hear boop. 
I might take that too. That'd be pretty good. Okay, that's at twenty three fifty three. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got it. Locked in my Brian. Just like that one part that I said I was gonna cut out. It was at what was it? Fifty three to cut out uh when Elliot said he did something to someone. I don't know what you're what, talking on about. What on June second? Yeah, that one. What are you talking about? Oh, someone just popped something on my phone. You, you mean, you don't remember? Oh, okay, ah. that's fine. Sorry, my yeah, Nintendo I'm, script. I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was Elliot's first job, actually. Yeah. It's definitely a pretty real way job. Way too good at it. Way too quick. And it scared a couple of people. Like the Chicago Police Department? Yep. Well, that was just magnets, though. Mag- magnets aren't alive. Just <laughs> I've actually got magnets in these, what'd you call them? In-ear monitors. Well, they stick all, together. all headphones. Oh, that's sick. For all those who cannot see, because this is just an hey, audio hey, media. Just, just so you know, um, they even, if they, even if they don't stick the backs together, <laughs> they still have magnets in them. You can see this. Because Excuse me? Yeah, the, like all of our headphones have magnets in them. How do they work? Uh, Are they reading my mind? No. <laughs> no, they're speaking to you. They're whispering in each ear independently. I okay. hear them. Technically, hear yeah, them. You, that's actually what, true. You, you do okay. hear both of them. Good <laughs> job. Um, no, th- your, your uh, headphones have something called a driver in them. Um, and even when they're not looking like normal drivers, they're even called the planar magnetic drivers because they're still magnets in a weird way, like electromagnets in a weird way. But how these work is they're small but powerful magnets um, ne- on this diaphragm. And the diaphragm is either made of plastic or cloth okay. or whatever or yeah. vinyl, anything like that. And it uses the magnets and uses a signal from the electronics inside your headphones to turn those magnets to vibrate and move back and forth to create sound. And so, yes, you are hearing the magnets whisper to you in both so your ears. if a driver in my in my headphones break yes yep you cannot you can no longer hear out of that side of your head could i just call an uber and (laughs) get that replaced i'm just gonna punch you (laughs) just hard as i can i'm just gonna punch you real hard i mean it makes sense to me magnets these are these listen you thought hay bales were everywhere if you knew everywhere magnets were you'd panic we're here we're watching you. We're here and where you know. Uh, <laughs> Something to fear. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Um, all right. Yeah. So, uh, jo- Elliot, what you got? Because we, j- we j- you know, Levi had some good high school jobs. Dishwashing. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and so babysitting. Yeah. I had a couple of uh, high school jobs. Nothing too impressive, I guess. Um, we've already talked about camp. Um, so I worked at camp for five summers, um, from the year before I started high school to the year after I finished high school. And, um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, got a lot of good experience out of that. We we were just insanely overworked all the time. Oh, that's that's kind of how it goes. No at the time, but also I'm really glad that I worked there and I really loved being able to contribute to giving people, uh, the same experience that I had when I was a kid growing up at camp. You, so you're I'm te- not like complaining. It's just like that you're complaining. Upset, you know? you're, you're technically on the clock 
23-6. Yep. Because you have one one hour break a day, and technically you're on duty even when you're sleeping, yep. uh, and you only have one day off a week. Yep. Um, and sometimes it's not even the same day. And did you just kill? Uh, nope, I'm back. Okay, good. Hey, there's a switch on yours. Just don't flip the switch. Hey, come on. I don't think it's... Oh, come on. Plug in the bottom a little bit. Check, check. Come on. Is he actually gone? I think he's gone. Check, check. Oh, oh there we go. He's back. I'm okay. Back. Excellent. So whatever you did, don't do that again. Seems fair. Yeah. I think the magnets are trying to take me out. They're trying to silence me. They're scared of what I have to say. No, we're not. Just stay with us. We love you. Okay. Uh, thank you, magnets. Thank you, magnets. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, Magnets. We're here everywhere around you. Oh, Can you hear us? Can you hear the sounds of our voices? We're in your ear. Hello? Hello, you're back. Yep. Stop doing you whatever you're doing. Again. So I did camp, and that was a really good experience. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed it, um, but it was a lot of work. Um, oh, yeah. It's, the it's other hours. job, my other high school job, is I washed windows. Oh, and oh that's a that gig. was really weird because my boss was my high school basketball coach. Nice. Okay. And he was like... He was like a military guy. He spent a lot of time in the military. Nice. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, but. he was a really great guy. But when you're like this little, this little civilian, uh, just like white upper middle class boy, you don't really know how to interact in like a material. And no, I'm sorry, a material military and a militaristic <laughs> um culture which he ran his company as which was yeah sure it was a good yeah. experience but like, also don't be later you'll die yeah <laughs> so it was something um i was glad that i did um for sure but also there's just like a couple of weird things that happened and like a couple of weird things where um i think he like took advantage of maybe his relationship as like my basketball coach where sure um he kind of like was just a a jerk at times oh yeah um and he knew i wouldn't do too much about it because i wanted to play basketball next year oh yeah but we (laughs) we actually ended up getting him fired (laughs) the the basketball season after that nice um so gank how'd you you manage that (laughs) basically like the entire team came together um oh we just lost okay and i had a really late start uh, I had like a later start that season, um, so I wasn't there for this practice. I was hanging out with our assistant coach, just kind of doing like an open gym thing, um, just as like a work round to get me into practice because my paperwork got lost. Um, yeah, for yeah. for this that season. Um, nice. So I, I missed that practice, and basically what had happened is that he, I don't know, was just having like a really bad day and took it out on the on the players and. Um, Basically made one of the freshmen cry. Nice. And yep. mm-hmm. that just... That doesn't fly. It was like a pattern kind of leading up to this where he was... Um, I don't know. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. It, can it was kind of just a pattern, I guess. Um, so basically we were just like, yeah, I think we're all done with this right now. Um, and we all met as a team and we went to our... Uh, what's it called? It's the... It's the dean of sports or whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah. It's like um, the director. Yeah. The athletics director. That's athletics director. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we went to our athletics director and we basically just said like, um, we're done playing with this guy. Um, He's one of the players used to coach the women's high school team. Mm. We would all prefer yeah. if she was our coach. Yeah. And I mean, 
He took it about as gracefully as you can. So about as gracefully as getting fired by teenagers as you can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that Did he happened. make another one cry? Sometimes no. Did he cry? No, he I mean he basically just took his stuff and and left. He was just done. He didn't make a big show out of it or anything like that. He just knew. So was he, he wasn't a teacher. He was just a window washer and a basketball coach? Yeah. Okay. So sure. okay, that's a little okay. Yeah. I was going to say like sometimes um, people that were in the military that are teachers, they're not all bad. Uh, I've had a few. Te- I, okay, you're Mike. I've had two. Just um, a little wobbly on the cord here. Yeah, you just gonna okay. hold it in. Um, so we'll mark that one as a bad one for next time. Well, I can't literally. I literally can't mark them. You really? Just I mean, like I, I could. That's get a, like, that's get, a get like painters. Get painters tape and Levi saying that way it's not that's a not thing. his job. Any, well, I mean, I know you can't mark them because technically they're not ours, but uh, we'll figure something out. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, yep. Because you ca- you can't mark the cables, but maybe you can mark the cable ties. Paul. Yeah. This is a conversation for another time. Oh, you're right. This. Is <laughs> <not>. <laughs> so anyway, I I had some teachers and some administrative staff when I was in high school, middle school that were former military. Um, one of them was in the army and in the army for a long time, and unless he told you. Uh, you wouldn't really be able to figure that out. Um, he was really cool. Uh, he also was a, a coach for, uh, I think he was the O-line coach for, no, he was an assistant coach for the football team. Um, and he was, you know, middle-aged guy with a couple kids and he was a teacher, but he was, um, very strong and he did not look like he was that strong. Mm. And so sometimes you just sure. see him an hour before weightlifting actually starts, weightlifting by himself w- with, like, no music, which is terrifying. Yeah. Because <laughs> someone who's for. weightlifting while there's no music <clears throat> has something going on. Uh, <laughs> but he, so he anyway, a little side tension on the side tangent. Um, he ended up being a host for some foreign exchange students to our high school because nice. our high school ended up getting like, anywhere nice. from uh, two to five foreign exchange students a year which is kind of cool uh, and so one of them was from Russia and one of them was from Japan and their names were Yana and Mana and they had never met each other before Yana and, and ended up living together <laughs> uh, which was really funny but they ended up being really close with like my family and hang out with us all the time we'd take them uh, up here to the Lake City sometimes nice. or we'd like go do stuff with them well, if their hosts were like busy with something like that, so anyway, like they, there's a whole reason why, and they ended up living with that teacher. But that's a story for another time, maybe a bonus episode, because um, it's a little personal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so I remember going to hang out with Yana and Mana one day, and the teacher was just home, and it's like summer or like not summer, but like a Saturday in the spring. Sure. Yeah. Baseball season's fully on, like professional baseball. And I walk into their house, and I, I've never been to that house before. I, I knew where it was because it's a small town. Everyone knows where everyone lives, and he lives like yep, maybe four right. miles away, which is like walking for us. Um, I go in there. He's just in sweats watching baseball. And he's like, hey, have a seat. And he was like the most relaxed I'd ever seen him in my life, and I didn't know how to act. So I just sat there like nice. just... It's just straight, like nothing, not moving anything, and just like waiting for Yana Mana to get ready. And 
is this like he's like talking about the Brewers or whatever because <laughs> we're watching like yeah I, I, that's one of the games in a series or whatever. And I'm just like yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I'm glad I didn't have any of his classes after that because I'd have been like. <laughs> Yeah, because one of his classes required is required, but I l- at least finished that before that happened. <laughs> so I was like, at least I didn't have to see him in class anymore. Because <laughs> I just felt so weird. Not not like he was a weird guy. It was just, it's really uncomfortable to see teachers outside of where they teach. Um, yeah, because you feel like you, you know them until you go outside of what they teach. Like, my dad is really, really good friends with one of the math teachers from my high school. Like, they go, they play... Wally ball together, pickleball, sure, yeah. badminton, like they play like you know athletic games together all the time. I don't think they ever do basketball, but they do tennis sometimes and stuff like right. that. Yeah, and like that's a bit more normal because I actually knew him as one of my dad's friends before he was ever my teacher. Um, okay, but it's still like, yeah, this is Mister So and So. He was my high school math teacher for a few years. He's also really good friends with my dad and hangs out with him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it like breaks a, a social, um, it's like a line, like There's a full, like a full pas. Yeah, it's weird. Cause like they're people too. And like, you gotta, you know, you be friends with teachers and stuff like that. It's just, but outside of the like space where you normally see them is just uh, like strange because it is. Yeah. Your brain is trained to, see them as a different way or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. weird. Anyway, side tangents upon side tangents. That's right. So window washer Elliot back to Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. Um I don't know. Yeah, basically I was working for him and I don't know. I just want to clarify, like I don't have anything like against him being in the military. Um and like a lot of our veterans had to like go through and see a lot of stuff that's like just pretty just it'll mess you up it's not good it's not great and you know you can't really hold that against anyone when they're going out there and fighting for the country and And i bet there's a few of them that are very upset because of current event yeah yeah anyway maybe that guy so you know i don't want to hold that against anyone or against him at all but like it was just it just kind of sucked, you know. He he didn't always treat people the most respectfully, yeah. Uh, and that kind of showed. Um, and that was something that, like, I noticed specifically um, as I was working for him. And it was something that he was kind of using um, with his position as my basketball coach against me. Um, so, like, just pulling, I don't know, ex- example, just pulling an example out. Basically, sure. we were wash- washing this big house for like, like the wealthiest family that lived in my hometown they had multiple just like massive compounds throughout um a hometown and like mm-hmm. along nice. the lake and he had business um washing the windows for all of them so it was a big client and it was a big house um so we had like the entire company there working getting stuff done and um this was probably like my second day working with them mm-hmm. um and i was just setting up ladders and cleaning windows and doing my thing and i hate ladders don't really like heights yeah so that was kind of a problem <laughs> but he just came over and started watching me and then just started like nitpicking and nitpicking and nitpicking yeah and then he told me to move the ladder and i go oh okay where and he goes just move it and so i move it to the next window that i was supposed to be working on and he goes no no what are you doing not there and then he just has me move it 
back to the same window that I was working on <laughs> and then he went up and he cleaned it. So I don't know exactly what that was all about. It's just trying to power move me or sure. something. Um, but basically life lesson to take away from that. Um, Sometimes when you go through traumatic events though, you end up with little neuroses that people don't really pick up on so well. Like, and it, not even just going through trauma, but even sometimes someone being even slightly on the spectrum, they aren't well, very good at communicating things. I'm not saying that he mm -hmm. had issues or that he was on the spectrum in any way. Yeah. But it's really hard to communicate how you want things a certain... Like, I joke about having autism because it's funny, uh, but I don't really. I just I do, like, tactile things to distract myself so I actually can mm -hmm. focus. Um, because, like, if I actually cared about how our setup looked, I would be much more angry with everyone here including myself <laughs> and so when like you know if he had that kind of thing going on either from trauma or something else um then it, you know him nitpicking you and then just not being able to properly explain or he thinking that he proper he's properly explaining and then he him thinking you're not understanding him mm. would frustrate him in a way that like no i'm just going to do it and so and then when he says move I mean, my first thought when he said when you said move the ladder was oh just scoot it to the left a little bit, mm. not like move on, but I mean that's sure. just me. Yeah. That's I don't know. I want to play devil's advocate for for things like that. Oh yeah, definitely. But I mean, also really this guy point. was a, this guy was a penis, so <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. being a penis about it. So a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, like the thing I I want to take away from that and share with the podcast viewers is like just try to avoid situations um, where your boss has like a conflict of interest or another position yeah. that they can. Yep. Um, for sure. Yeah. Like leverage Don't work over at you. the golf course. If you're, we're on the golf team. Yeah. Work at the golf course. If you're on the baseball team, work for go. the school. If you're on the golf team. Right. There you you know, like that kind of deal. <laughs> that's something with what I do. That's something that we talk about occasionally, very, very infrequently that we kind of can't like when we're in a position of authority over someone else, like based on the nature of my job, like I can't necessarily like ask or depend on people to do personal things for me. Yep. Because that's almost like I'm leveraging exactly what I do for them over them to shovel my driveway or yeah you like know. i'm really busy setting up for this <clears throat> event for us can you do this at my house yeah Not okay so yeah anyway yeah, yeah. And then, i mean like outside of that there can be good experiences and there can be good situations yeah we're, this is not an every like, yeah. case yeah. scenario just this is just in general um if you have options to either I don't know, like work with uh, your friend or um, your coach, or you can go and work with strangers. I would recommend going and working with strangers. Yeah, go work with strangers. So we're all friends. We've all been friends for a few years. By a few, I mean four, uh, maybe three or four, something like that. Uh, I think yeah. I think four. Four um, is pretty close. If we had to work in a way where all of us are sitting in the office here, editing next to each other talking about things like that, making decisions all at the same time, we would not be doing this. Because in some way, shape, or form, one of us would disagree with the other, and one of us would side with the one other person. Mm -hmm. And so one person's always feeling left out, 
and then nothing gets done. And then we're mad at each other, and our friendship is ruined. But we do this in a way... The nature of conflict. The nature, Yeah, the, the conflict of interest of, like, yes, a family-run business is a really cool thing, and it's a cool experience if your family, say, owns a restaurant or something like that, to maybe do dishes, be a server, be a fry cook, like, whatever, for your family restaurant. But, like, that's a little bit different than, oh, my brother and I, we want to start up a restaurant together. You know? Yeah. Because hopefully we have a really good work relationship, but then at the cost of what? Our family mm-hmm. relationship? Do we not like each other when we just hang out now? Sure. Or yeah. does it make us closer as siblings, but the <clears throat> business fails is kind of how it goes. So work for strangers generally. Um, or have strangers Unless you have you. an in at the company and you can be like vice president of something, <laughs> then work for your family. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> I love me a good dose of nepotism yeah. early in the morning. Also, don't work for family friends. Yeah. Also rough. Unless you're the VP. Unless you're the vice president or something, and you can like got an in to like take over the company at some point. Um, good dose. And of nepotism. you're actually qualified to take over said company. Yeah, that's true. Running a failing company would not be a good idea. No, that does not look good on your LinkedIn page. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of LinkedIn pages, mine, very long. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, not to brag or anything. I don't know how many jobs I've actually worked. I could list you them. You very casually tossed out the number 15 and then said, I usually forget to name a few. So think about it like this. What is your favorite errant job that you've ever had? Oh, uh, That's really hard. I know. Can Good I point. list top three? Yes. Okay. So, in no particular order, my top three errant jobs are an independent contracting scuba diver for the DNR. Nice. Maple syrup manufacturer. Errant <laughs> <laughs> job, so not like anything. That's just like... like, like any, You could say any job. Okay. You can include whatever you want, I suppose. When I say errant, I guess I'm referring to the fact that there's a list of 15 or so. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. Because I'm trying to pick... Because, like, there's normal jo- There's a lot of normal jobs. And then there's just jobs that no one would think of. Um, especially things that I've done that no one would think of. Sure, yeah. Uh, I used to teach or be the assistant TA. Mostly taught because the teacher was gone a lot. Uh, nice. Small engine repair as a class for my school district. <laughs> when I was a student at my school district. <laughs> so those three, yeah, in no particular order, are like my top three favorite uh, like errant jobs. Uh, nice. I worked a couple different jobs in high school. So I worked for my school. When I was in high school, I taught summer school. And then I was a TA for a couple different classes for after school programs. Okay, sure. Uh, piano. Arts and crafts sometimes. Uh this uh this one will surprise you guys. Uh writing, like creative writing, okay, and right. reading. Um do you have a story? I I I, I can talk about it now cuz it's failed. Yeah. I have <laughs> I have a few chapters of a failed fantasy novel. Nice. <laughs> that will never be shown to anyone and only my wife has read the first little bit. <laughs> what did she think of it? Mm. <laughs> oh. Um why? I think she really only likes like Chronicles of Narnia and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is okay. Um, but anyway, 
it wasn't like high fantasy, but it was like mid tier. Like there's magic and swords, but no elves or dwarves or anything like that. Yeah. So anyway, and then I worked for the local hospital as a cook and dishwasher for a while for one year. That was interesting. Um, All right. The scuba diving job I did. So how that one started? That one had like a weird start to it. Is um, my biology teacher in my high school offered, hey, if you come do stuff for like work for my company this summer, um, and he offered this to every student. It was an open invitation, so it's not like select few or whatever. Sure. Yeah. If you want to be scuba certified, I'll pay two hundred dollars from your scuba certification out of my school budget if you help do school research cool and yeah. so it was like yeah we'll do that and so we did that and then uh like did that for a bit and then we got i got scuba certified with like 13 other people which was really cool it's it lasts for life so i never have to get recertified in it but i can Super get cool. more certifications after that and i honestly if i was going to do something now that's just like a complete opposite of what i do now i'd probably do salvage diver Dude, or um, the go to that bay in Alaska, <laughs> the Bering Sea, and die in get the f- some in the forty gold. degree water to get some gold to get thirty five dollars worth of gold. You're wearing a wetsuit. It's a dry suit. You're wearing a dry suit. Um, anyway, yeah, it's a dry suit. What well, the f is a dry so suit? A dry suit it's is like a, a suit, suit that keeps you dry, but with oh magnets. Oh my gosh! Dude, no, okay. We're um, here. But actually, no. Those ones are heated, so those those are wetsuits. But they're they're dual lined wetsuits with a heating element into in them. But not okay, electrical. Sure. It's it's like hot water runs through it. Okay. Anyway, nice. Um, so and then we started doing stuff like that, and then we did research for a bit, and then the DNR was like, "Hey, we need a couple people to come with us." And I'm like, "We did," and then we did fish counts, which is uh, with a wetsuit and scuba gear on sit at the bottom of a lake near a fish crib and a fish crib is just any man-made structure that's sunk in the lake that fish live near okay and then just sit down there with a clipboard with your buddy and then just count the fish bass bluegill bluegill sturgeon sturgeon oh fun fact about sturgeon <laughs> they're really really big yeah but they're bottom feeders so they only eat dead things they're kind of like crabs in that where they just eat dead things um, but they're like they're like just big sucker fish, but they have no upper limit of how big they can get. Nice. Um, There's always a bigger fish. Like they'll they'll slow down in how big they get, but they'll never get they'll they like they never finish growing. Um, sure. One time when we were doing our one of our training dives, or we had just finished doing our training, we all went with the teacher to do a dive for something for research. Uh, we heard a scream underwater, and the smallest okay. the smallest person was this like ninety pound girl that was with us. We turn around to look at her because she's screaming, and there's just a sturgeon bigger than her oh. by a lot, <laughs> silently behind her because they make no noise because they're not aggressive. They don't swim yeah. fast yeah. or anything. They're just there, suddenly behind you. As if nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was an underwater welder. He worked on the St. Croix okay. Dam down in St. Croix and Taylor's Falls. And he said he'll never underwater dive again and I'll never underwater weld again because uh, a sturgeon made him crap his pants. Because mm. uh, sil- <laughs> he thought it was a log. Yeah. And then it just tapped him and then like hit him with a fin. 
while he was welding and it's like really deep and like murky yeah. by the dam because the yeah. water's always moving so it's always yep. stirring up silt he just freaked out <laughs> justified yeah no just like it's 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 fun diving but it's no. like if How you d- don't if you're not ready for just anything to happen yeah you're just not gonna enjoy it at all have you seen like anything really wild while you're counting fish um i mean i've seen fish spawning while i was next to them what the heck does that mean spawning spawning um but that's not like unusual because you can just see that anywhere sure i was imagining like video game style spawning no (laughs) no dead bodies (laughs) like they just they just reappear (laughs) there was no bonfires with swords and them being lit with my gamer hat on right now yeah your gamer headset you have a gamer dent (laughs) probably do yeah Anyway, that was just a few of the jobs I had in high school. Let's see if I did I forget anything. You got a oh maple syrup maker. That was also during high school for yep. three years. Um, work for the school, diver, kitchen, maple syrup. Okay, those three are and, and camp also during high school. Yeah. So not good. to put you on the spot or anything, but you got any uh, like stories, uh, life lessons, employment lessons out of them? Yeah. So as someone that has. Um, a, a resume that's three pages long not because and none of those reasons why I, I left jobs are because i was fired or because i quit only one there's only i've only put my two weeks notice in at two jobs um okay sweet one at the hospital i used to work at and at the photography job i had before i can hear when you pull the velcro you can hear it i know okay um <laughs> So the photography job that I worked down in weird French city, um, oh, and the and the uh, the kitchen job, at, well no three jobs I quit, but like two of them were kitchen jobs. Sure. Technically, yeah. I didn't quit one of them, but the other reason, the only reason why I really left jobs is because there? technically, kind of, <laughs> but I haven't shown up for a couple of years. Okay. Um, I probably is because contracts end. And sure. so yeah. I sign a contract that says I'll work X amount of days through X amount of time period doing or it's like saying I'll work until blank is complete. Yep. Um, and that's just kind of how it goes. <clears throat> and so if you don't re-up those contracts, you just don't have a job anymore. And so part of that is like, oh, I'm an independent guy. And part of it's like, oh, this job just has a contract for one year. You're employed for one year. And then if we if you want to come back and we want you back, then we'll offer you a, a next year contract. Sure. But generally, yeah. you have to apply again and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, if you are going to go into a job and you have jobs that either have ended in contract or you've quit from, make sure you say why you left. Like, I, I always say, like, left because contract ended, was complete, or, um, like, quit because of A, moved, B, started school again, C, manager with a piece of garbage didn't like him or something like that you know try to explain yourself in the briefest little snippet at the like of the last bullet point of why you left the job um if you ever were fired um should probably you need to mention that you were fired if they ask questions about it in an interview you should say uh like why you were fired and what circumstances there were if it was like in your control, out of your control. Like sometimes there's just layoffs and you get fired. Sometimes 
Right. You actually are a garbage employee and you get fired. Um, do you, and you have to like live with that because that's a scar on your record. You should always put your most recent jobs on your application or whatever. If you have three, always put like your last three, most recent three that you've worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're fired from one of those and they ask you, they will ask you questions about, oh, why were you fired? And then you can explain like, oh, because of this reason, because of this reason. Don't make excuses. Just explain because people can tell when you make excuses. Mm-hmm. And then um, like say how you can be better now. Say, yeah. I understand this is it like this Mars, like any potential I have, but here's why that won't happen now. Yeah. I've learned from this. This is how I'm going to move on. Yeah. Exactly. That and like covering up or lying or not saying something. Employers will find out. It's not hard for them to look up exactly. where you used to work. In exactly. fact, it's very easy for them to look up where you used to work. It's, all, it's not public record, but if you're an employer and you're looking for employees, there are ways to check. And um, so that would end a lot of not being forthright. Would oh, I see you worked here chances. for a while. Like, what was up with it? Why didn't you mention that in your resume? Oh, I was fired. Oh, well, that kind of influences how if I want to have you work here. Not as, well, now that you hit it, I really don't think I can have you working mm-hmm. at this company. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll be looking for someone else now. It's, it's, it's more harmful than beneficial. Yeah. You know, my LinkedIn page, very long. Um, my resume generally is like last three or four jobs or it's like last three and then most relevant. Yeah. Um, because I've worked so many and it's like, yeah, okay. If my last one wasn't the most relevant, then I'll include one at the bottom. It's like most relevant, although not recent. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Bullet points is the way to go. Uh, due to three to four bullet points per job, make it snap me. Most employers have, well, not not really now because there is a work shortage in our country and in most countries. Um, not work shortage, employee shortage. Yep. Um, yes. So most people won't really look at your your thing now. They just want to hire you, and if you will work, they want you. But for if the job market gets a little bit more scarce, you kind of gotta bead in on what skills or things you learned from other jobs would help you get this job. So say you're working a job in marketing or you're applying for a job in marketing and you've never done marketing ever in your life. What things have you done in other jobs, let's say as a teacher or as a mechanic or as whatever, like graphic designer that would help for marketing or selling popcorn for your boy scout troop. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You make a banner. Exactly. You do an ad. So technically ad, ad creation for events. If you're selling popcorn, it's a, it's not all year round. It's an event, right? Right. And so you have to word it in a way that's not just straight up lying, mm-hmm. but conveys the skills that you need. Right. So like ad creation for events throughout the year is a good way of saying we made a banner one time for a popcorn event we did once. That and what's really cool too is... Um when you look at like job postings and they kind of walk through like this is kind of what we expect from our employees and this is what we want from someone so there's yep. like a minimum requirement yep maximum requirement although i wouldn't call it yeah that's, what, that's what a good it, way to think about it but what, it's not like a max. base level and what we would really like and so mm-hmm. that's how you can tailor like your verbs and your sentences and stuff like that's how you can think about the jobs that you've worked before 
and also if you're writing like a cover letter you can be like cover letters are yo good. like Two i'm paragraphs. really excited about this thing like i really think i'd do this well i think i'd grow doing this part of the job i like you know like you can hit all that stuff uh, i recently sent a cover letter to someplace um a technology place where i might be able to work from home which would be cool but very sweet it's like i don't expect to hear back from them but if i do i send a cover letter so it's like here's why x or whatever um i don't really need to work from home but it's just so far away that i would end up working from home if i ever got the job still waiting to hear back from them which is okay um and some places will have like oh minimum requirements those are not hard lines in the sand those are very flexible Mm -hmm. depending on the employer like okay if i'm applying for x big company google should you probably have a degree in, in coding? You know, probably doesn't hurt. Do you really need a degree in coding if you're good at coding and you can show that? No. No. Just um, have a nice portfolio. Have yep. a nice portfolio. Projects you've done. A lot places care more about your experience and experiences than about having a piece of paper that's a they may say they want that piece of paper. Like, bachelor's degree required for this job. Sometimes I just have to say that. Sometimes the people who own the company don't have a bachelor's degree themselves. In fact, I know a lot of business owners around this area that have a GED and no college education. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's not a hard line. So don't be scared away by like, oh, I'm really into like environmentalist stuff and I, you know, volunteered with the DNR for several years or I volunteered with these wildlife management companies or I I worked for this little company doing like small scale stuff. Mm -hmm. If you can convey how much you care about what you're doing and you have practical practical experience that can relate into training, like unless you're doing something that's just straight up scientific, like where you kind of need to know the basic concepts of how to do science or like the engineering or something or like something like that. Yeah. Most of the time, you're fine. Unless you need to, like, oh, you can't really get a, con- a like a job at a building company or not a building, like a like an architectural firm or something like that. If you don't know anything about architecture or structural engineering or anything like that, that'd be hard to do. You could probably get a temp job and then train a little bit, but you're never since not you're not a technician job. You could yeah possibly but you, get, but you're not going to be an architect with no architectural degree. Right. If yeah. not training, you need training to be an architect. You actually need state licenses to be an architect. To be an yeah, architect that you, has buildings that are put up. Uh, to say you almost assuredly need a degree to be an architect. You don't need engineer. a degree to be an accountant, but you do need to be a CPA, which if you have a degree in accounting, they pretty much taught you everything that's on the CPA exam. It's a state. It's a federal thing. You don't need to be, have a law degree. You don't need to go to law school to have passed the bar. To even take the bar, you don't even have to have a college degree. You can just take the bar, and if you pass it, you're a lawyer. It will be a lot harder for you if you have no law degree to get a job, even though you're technically a lawyer. But you don't have to have a degree to be a lawyer. It's like weird little things like that where there's like loopholes and stuff like that. So it's like you are, are you like board certified engineer or something like that? Or you have an order of engineering. Is that like some sort of certification? Or No, it's not a certification. If I wanted to become a professional engineer, I would have to take a fundamentals of engineering exam and then spend five years like kind of working underneath 
a professional engineer yeah, to get like trained into. Job. And then I would take another test. Yep. So it's a two test and five year training kind of system to be. But you all you are paid decently during that. Yeah. Oh, you'd be paid like, like an well engineer. Con- yeah, yeah. Well compensated. Like for your time, fifty k or up. Because technically, because you are you an are engineer. An engineer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like businesses too, like will take unlicensed, will just hire unlicensed engineers because you don't have the ethical side that you have to deal with yep. professional engineers. Yep. And so you could make more or uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it all depends on what you're doing with it. Yeah. And so this is going to go a little bit longer episode. I think we're okay with that. Yeah. Because I think there's still, I think we're, to say we're, we're in on this. Oh yeah. Like, um, like our friend Eliote here, he has a degree in history. History, minor in anthropology. Minor in anthropology. Um, I've actually got something to say real quick. Okay. Um, kind of going back to like the experience part that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. Um, and that is essential. Um, businesses really love experienced employees. I got a job based on experience alone. He did not read my resume. It's actually my current job. Did not read my resume. All I did was tell him my experience and what I did, and he fired someone else so I could have my job that I now have. Yeah. So business wow. is really yeah. like that's kind of how it goes. Um, every job that you work is an experience, and it can be used very well on your resume if you know how to present it and if you learn how to present it that way. Mm-hmm. So even if you did one thing one time that might possibly fit into this, mention it. Right. So, mention it. You could have um, done it for five minutes. Except the hot dog eating contest. Don't, Don't mention, mention that, that one or the accident that occurred afterwards. There's a lot of... You, you got to be dis- disciplined to eat that many hot dogs in one sitting. And you didn't you have you talking it. about deep motivation right now? Yeah, I'm talking about And that we need to show right it? Now. Um, but essentially, I don't know. Going through... What I'm going through right now is I'm job hunting... Um, to find what the podcast doesn't job. pay you enough? You're right, it doesn't. <laughs> so, uh, job hunting. Patreon.com/slash Lake City Variety. If you do like what we're talking about and you want to throw it a buck our way for one dollar, we do have bonus content on our Patreon specifically for only people that pay for it. Yeah. Anyway, back to experience and having that. Yep, that's right. Thank you. Um, and Looking I've been, for your forever job. Yeah. Well, not forever, but just something that, where I could get started in uh, right now and. Like say with a history experience? degree, um, I've worked in museums before, and so that's obviously like direct exper- experience in the museum field, which is what I'm trying to apply in right now. However, um, there are quite a few people who do history degrees, and only so many museums. Well, um, and it's that it, is true, but I'm actually getting like, at something else. If right you want to go to school, go to school for something that you want to do. But also, if you're like. I'm going to work in a museum. Sometimes you can get jobs at a museum without having a degree in history. Right. Anyway. Um, so on my resume, I've got experience um, with two kind of like direct history things that I have. But then also I've been working, I worked rolling burritos for 10 months during the pandemic, which has just been my most recent job. And it took me a while to figure out like, how am I going to present this on my resume? Because all I did was roll burritos and you don't roll burritos at museums. No. So I was wondering. But what you do 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 is curate the customer experience. Yeah. So you interact with guests directly. And at the burrito restaurant that I worked at, there was a very large flow of guests that would come through every single day. So I had really good experience um, dealing with large amounts of customers and dealing with a lot of upset and angry customers 
I still remember the name of the first lady who yelled at me when I was working rolling burritos. Her name, I probably won't say. I probably shouldn't should say. say it. The first name. What about her first name? We just want her first name. Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Deborah, Deborah you it made was memories. A, it was a Tuesday night before playing D and D, and to be fair, mind wasn't we in were, it. We were definitely at fault. We were running a half an hour behind on online orders just because we were so entirely slammed, and we were missing. We were short like two people that night. Yeah. Um, and I was working the door um, because we had just closed down the store. Um, for people coming in because we had like had a COVID outbreak on um, like a month before. So we were very just like close down the store. Don't let any customers in. So I was running uh, orders back and forth and Deborah yep. was, you know, understandably pleased, pissed, pissed, pissed. Um, but yeah, I have experience working with a lot of customers, working with a lot of ups- upset customers. Um, so that is something that's really essential in the museum field because you know, when it comes to the end of the day, museum, you do need to know a lot about historical preservation, about education, and about uh, like presenting history to the public. However, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, you have to work with the public, and that's not a skill that you can necessarily learn in the cl- in the classroom. That's something that you have to go out and you have to experience, and you have to have um, experience yeah, in right. in order to become good at it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I'm great at it, but. I mean, Deborah. I've been yelled at by a few moms of anger. Uh, Do you want me to yell at you right now? Campers? No, I would prefer if you didn't. <laughs> 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 so, I uh, like I had to to find that. I had to realize, oh, this is a really important skill, and this is what I learned from my time at Qdoba. Crap, the, the time at the burrito restaurant. So Qdoba's the Q- franchise. There's so many Qdobas. Right, it right, doesn't right, matter. <laughs> no, it's just like I don't want to give them free advertising because they. You know, exploited my labor for ten months, and but like, if you sponsor us, you can continue to exploit our labor. Yeah, you can exploit. You us. can do that for sure. I'm okay with that. Um, if you just give us a nice, uh, if you cut us a check every month or every ad read, and then give us a free burrito or at least a pass for burritos. Yep, I'm okay with that. Give me a burrito. Because I just, I recently lost my access to free burritos, and my stomach that, is man. really feeling it, and so I is my wallet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, like real sad. coming to the realization that every single job that you work can be useful on a resume if you just learn how to present it, and if you just are like committed to like figuring out how this connects. Um, so, if you ever work in a job where you feel like, oh, this is a dead end job, I don't want to, uh, I shouldn't be here anymore, even if it's like the most convenient thing, because working at the burrito restaurant was the most convenient thing Oh, for convenient. Me. You know you have hours and you know exactly. you have money. Exactly. And yeah. it was just something... But you lose your soul every second you're in that building. Yeah, kind of. Um, it was my senior year of college. I, it was a global pandemic. I just needed work and I didn't want to sit around and collect um, unemployment. But, like, I went out, got the job. It was super easy, just stupid easy. I could turn off my brain and do work during my senior year. Um, so... I mean, I really felt like it was dead end for a while, but now that I realized, oh, I can use this experience, even though it was kind of something I didn't necessarily work hard to do, um, I just, I don't know. I just think that's a cool life lesson. So don't ever be concerned about that. Just learn how to present it. And you know what? It never hurts to apply for any job. Um, Like the job that I sent the cover letter to. Am I an engineer, an electronics engineer? Am I like? Do I have all these things? Am I am I marketing manager material? Yes. 
I mean, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I would disagree because I don't have five years of management experience or like five years of marketing experience. What I do have is a passion for the product that this company has. Yeah. And two years of marketing experience. Could I? Is there any way I could do any sort of position that's not the manager, but maybe like right. an assistant in some way, and right. maybe work my way towards something like that? Sure. Yeah. You know, it never hurts to apply anywhere. When I moved from weird French city to it just has a French name. That's all. Um, yeah. Abu uh, Boo. The what the that's. The, I don't know what you're doing with that. Elliot. Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. When I moved from Quebec. The magnets are in Quebec too. The magnets are everywhere. Um, <laughs> when I moved back from Quebec, uh, that's not the wrong direction, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, almost complete opposite. Straight north and yep. east. Yeah. Um, uh, when I when I moved back, I I uh, <sighs> shoot, um, I kind of just was like, I don't know. I I I quit my job, but I I also. I worked for a, technically a franchise, kind of. Um, sure. In a way, it's not really a franchise, but in a way it is. But in a franchise, you sometimes have links to other members of the franchise of that particular brand. And so I asked one of my fellow employees when I was down in unnamed French City to give a call up to one of the admins and the city we currently are in, in on the Lake City. And so they laid the groundwork of just having a connection of, oh, he's already worked in a similar company, similar enough, right? because of the contact thing, that where I already had not an interview, not a guaranteed interview, but, like, we'll find something, we'll try to find something for you if we can't find something for you. Like, we'll we'll try to help you out in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that turned into an on-the-spot interview the day I showed, walked into that building and then starting my job five days later. Sick. Yeah. And so, but, you know, during that time, I that was not a guaranteed thing at the time. I had an application in and an interview at a shoe store where they hired me on the spot. They gave me a job offer on the spot as soon as I finished my interview. There you selling go. shoes. Selling shoes. Really? I didn't know about this. Yeah, uh, at the at the mall. Yeah. Uh, that outdoor Sick. shoe place. Huh. Okay. You know, because I, I generally wear like Oboes or Merrells or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like selling those. Nice. Yeah. Dude. Do the, the, the Speedman's Fives or whatever. <laughs> the Solomon Speedman yeah. Fives. Yeah. Selling those like mountain hiking shoes or whatever. Um, I, I had interviews other places too. I had, yeah. you know, I had I had a bunch of things going on. It's not like I was sitting idly, but you can apply. Like, I had never had any sort of actual practical sales experience or anything. Like, I don't even like shoes. I have, like, three pairs of shoes I own. Nice. Three pairs of shoes that I wear regularly out of my few pairs of shoes I own. And those are because, A, it's either too hot for shoes, and now it's time for sandals. Mm-hmm. I'm at work, practical. so I can't wear sandals, but I'm not going to wear my Merrells. Practical. Mm-hmm. Or it's winter, and I need waterproof shoes. Yeah. Truest thing. Yeah. So, like, those are my three shoe choices. So, I have my spring and fall shoes, my winter shoes, and my summer shoes if Which I'm not at work. What are the Crocs, then? Uh, Crocs are hanging around the house shoes, actually. Ah, nice. Any kind of time. Actually, shoes. <laughs> winter, spring, summer, so, fall. Nothing, nothing like going 
to make making that run to a certain grocery store that's in a certain part of the city next to campus. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably just say the name. It's literally a franchise. Okay, Super One. There you go. <laughs> now, they, now they're going to know that we're from the Midwest. So you go to Super One in Kenwood, and then... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So you go to Super One in the Kenwood Strip Mall, right across from the Arby's. The, well, gr- the Great Clips. Not Great Clips. Sorry. Uh, cost no Cutters. Clips. There you go. Laundromat. Blank Liquor Store. Herberts and Gerberts. Goodwill. And play it again, fitness. Play it again, fitness, and um, the kickboxing studio, which I think is also just play it again, fitness anyway. And there's some mm-hmm. coffee shop I forgot. Oh, the uh, name. Papa Murphy's Take and Bake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's Papa Murphy's too. Papa and Murphy's play it again, sports and Subway. I said play it again, sports. You said play it again, fitness. Frick! All right, I quit. Yeah, play it again, sports and play it again, sports. Yeah, and play it again, sports and, and Subway s- and say it again, and sports and, and the holiday and the UPS store. Yep, and your mom. <gasps> what the heck is oh! she doing there? <laughs> Paul's mom is at the is at the strip. Anyway, mall. nothing like going to that in uh, in a, just a hoodie, sweat your Adidas track pant, socks and Crocs in the middle of winter to get your it's just Oreos or whatever your snack is for your all nighter. Mm-hmm. What's your go to snack for an all nighter? By the way, I know it's been a while since you've had an all nighter. Same thing for me. It's probably been about the same amount of time for an all night since an all nighter. Would you like a confession from me, Paul? You've never done one. I've never done an all nighter. Wow! Did you actually manage your time well? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> I had one boundary, and that was sleep. Okay. That's interesting. I'm also very willing to do an all-nighter now, which mm-hmm. is probably terrible. <laughs> I did an all-nighter for a job application once, but that job application nice. was 16 pages when I was done with it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You I think I, t- I told you guys about that one. Yep. Um, still waiting to hear back, but there's a lot of things right. happening at that company right now Right. to the point where they really aren't in a position to hire anyone, but I still have an open, inv- like, I have an invite to apply. I have an, o- I have an invitation to apply given to one other person sure so okay. um i'm up against like one other guy and it's based on his he has education but not the experience and i have the experience and not the education so okay. we'll see which is more important to that employer the education or the experience but you know what's more important to us right now what is that we're gonna do an all-nighter today i actually did you know i stay up until about two every single time we record a podcast that's pretty late uh, it is pretty it late. Is pretty do you know late. why I stay up until two every time I record a podcast? Why is that? Do you listen to them? No. If I have to edit them, I edit them. But um, I do all of the editing, uploading, and YouTube footage the same night that we record for both this episode and the bonus episode. Mm. Excellente. I do it. I do it all. So I go to bed around two o'clock on Mondays. Technically Tuesday morning. Because I record, we record a day before I release. Because that's the I could have said th- Wednesdays, but now I've committed because this is episode seven. You know who who's never helped seven. with editing in any way, shape, or form. I know, I know who's never helped. Who has never helped? The guy who's has to has to be edited the most, I think. Which is me, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely never Wait, have I actually helped with editing? They've never helped with editing. uh, Nice. Yeah. Um, 
I want more percent of the company. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? We went over this earlier. I provide you work to do when I mess up and say too much, maybe. Just like how I provide work and business for Bounty and Braun. Oh. Braun. Yep, because of all the spills that I make. He proves the value of your work, Paul. Exactly. Yeah. And Marie Callender's pot pies. We want some of those. <laughs> and maybe a Amen. Stouffer's lasagna every once Are in a while. Are those your overnight That's right. go-tos? We need some new no, sponsors, my overnight, everybody. This is the most disgusting combination you've ever heard of. But my, my all-nighter go-to is a package of double-stuffed Oreos. Okay. Which nice. now, if I look at those, I get sick. Like, it yep. hurts my stomach. And a gallon of Arnie Palmer's uh, Arnie Palmer tea and lemonade. Nah, That's no lot. milk. That's a lot. No water. Not enough. Need just more. just a gallon of Arnie Palmer and a thing of Oreos. Mm. It's just so much sugar that it congeals my blood. Mm-hmm. And now if I do that, if I look at that combination again, <laughs> I will probably throw up. Because <laughs> I used to do that all the time. Yep. And I was only in college for two years. And I did that's, that a lot. That's vegan, though. So it had to be healthy. Technically, exactly. it was vegan, yeah. Exactly. You know... If only had the vegan and gluten-free ones. If I had mm. to choose something to be my all-nighter fuel, it would be Tin Roof Sunday malts. Yeah? You just oh, shot yeah. those good. all day? They were really good. Huh. I'm really glad you enjoyed them. I finished off the ice cream. I ate it all by myself. <sighs> I'm glad that you could enjoy <laughs> it. Wow. That's really cruel. Oh, Papa Murphy's Take and Bake. If it's, mm-hmm. uh, also if it's, that. If it's Tuesday, it's $10 any large. I know. And so you just get a Supreme or a garbage pizza, whatever you want to call it, based yep. on wherever you're from. Um, and then it's 10 bucks. And if you have an oven, which most people do, unless you're in a dorm room, uh, you just bake that bad boy and you put it directly on your desk next to your keyboard, next to just a case of Coke. Mm-hmm. And then you just go through all of that. That's a spicy meatball. Um, anyway, this episode's running a little bit longer, uh, but we, we kind of got really into what we're talking about if you want more of this of us joking around but also being very sincere um we have a bonus episode on our patreon patreon.com slash lake city variety we also have a youtube and an instagram and a twitter on youtube uh we don't have a custom url yet still waiting we hit over 300 plays 300 views on our youtube channel which is just really impressive to me that anyone would watch that oh yeah um, but it's, uh, it's, we have playlist stuff. If you just want to put, put it on and forget about it at work. Um, but just like listen to us kind of in the background. Uh, there's a playlist of every episode we have in order that you can play on our YouTube. We are also on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anchor, anchor.com or anchor.fm slash Lake city variety. From there, there, you can either copy the RSS feed, uh, to put in whatever player you want to put it in. Or there's a few other links to other players that I personally don't use as much. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, everywhere. But um, like if you like us, give us a follow. Uh, share with your friends. Um, give us a download. Actually, every little bit really does help with our... It's true. With ours. Technically, our station, because we're ra- radio. Um, but not really air- radio. <laughs> but our host website is a .fm, so we're radio. Ooh, um, but yeah, we'll be on our Patreon next. This will all be going. Actually, all of our episodes are up technically the night before our the normal date on Patreon. If you're a Patreon subscriber, and they are ad free. 
That's right. Ad-free is what you pay for. And that bonus episode. And that bonus episode. We currently have two. We'll have three up by the end of the night. So, All right. Thank you, everyone, thank for, you listening. for listening. If you have a job interview coming up, just uh, dude, just just calm down. It'll go great. Have a glass of water before you go. Just don't choke on it. Um, take a minute, at least like 30 minutes before you drive to a place to just have no phone, no TV or anything. Just take a minute to relax and to kind of go over your papers a little bit, mm-hmm. but not too much because that can stress you out. Yeah. But just. And it's just a conversation. Just a conversation. You know. Treat it like a high school teacher is asking you how things have been since you graduated high school 12 years ago. Which might be true if that was 12 years ago. If that was 12 years ago for you. Anyway. Anyways. We're the boys at Lake City Variety, and we really appreciate you guys listening to us tonight. All right. Or today, or whatever day you're listening to us. That's right. Or yesterday, if you're listening to us yesterday. All right. Peace out, Girl Scout. Take it easy.